Welcome to the Finding True Health podcast. I am so happy you're here. Today we got we get to talk about vegetables. And I know that might not sound like the most exciting of topics, but stay with me. I think you're really going to enjoy this. Not only are we going to talk about how to get more vegetables into your diet, but we're going to talk about how to enjoy eating those vegetables, how to want to eat more, and you might even find that you start craving vegetables. I'm excited to get started, so let's jump in. Are you ready to be done with diets, done trying to mold your body to fit unrealistic beauty standards? Do you want to create a healthy lifestyle simply to feel better and have more energy each day? Do you want to finally find food freedom? Hey, I'm Jenna, a registered dietitian nutritionist. Not long ago, I was an overwhelmed mom and struggled to make myself a priority. I hated my body and wondered how I could stop beating myself up every time I looked in the mirror. I also felt frustrated about my health and wished I could get myself to exercise consistently, eat more vegetables, eat less sugar, you know, actually do the things I knew could improve my mood and energy levels. But I kept telling myself I didn't have enough time or motivation or willpower or, well, you get the idea. But with some help from God, I was able to turn my health and life around, and I want to help you do the same. In this podcast, you'll find trustworthy nutrition information, critical mindset shifts, and actionable advice so you can feel better, fill your life with sustainable, healthy behaviors, and be confident in your own skin, no matter your size. So if you're ready to make peace with chocolate, but love your salad too, this is the podcast for you. Hello, hello. How are you doing today? I have to be honest, I'm not doing super great. (laughs) And I'll explain why. It actually has to do with why I chose this topic. And I was debating whether to share this because it's kind of personal, but we're all friends here. And I feel like this is a topic that a lot of people are maybe embarrassed to talk about. And I think that we should maybe normalize talking about this issue that I'm going through. So I'm going to spare you the details, but for the past few years, I have been suffering with hemorrhoids. After having my last baby, they never went away. With all my other kids, I got them and they went away, but my last one, they did not go away. And they've just got progressively worse and they've started causing other issues. And so I have to tell you, I'm in quite a bit of pain. And I just found out yesterday that I have to get a hemorrhoidectomy. So I've gone through, I've gotten the bandings. If anybody, if you know anything about hemorrhoids, you can do a a less invasive type of procedure, which is pretty simple where they band them and they try to kill them that way. But that ended up not working for me and mine have become quite aggressive. And so I have to get them cut out. And that's a lot more invasive of, of a procedure. I hear it's super, super painful. So I'm not looking forward to it. If any of you have had this, procedure done, then feel free to reach out and give me any advice, tips, encouragement, um, words of sympathy, prayers. I'll take anything he'll give me. (laughs) This is not a fun issue. And I'm actually lying on my stomach right now as I record this because that is the only way to alleviate the pain that I'm going through. So I hope that wasn't TMI, but I know hemorrhoids are a pretty common issue in women So if you've struggled with them, I hear you. I feel you. I'm so sorry. They're no fun. So what does that have to do with our topic today? Well, I've been consulting Dr. Google a lot on how to deal with hemorrhoids and alleviate the pain. And uh, every article I read talks about getting 
adequate fiber in your diet to make sure things are passing easily. So I've been a little extra conscientious about the amount of whole grains and produce that I've been getting to make sure that I'm getting plenty of fiber. And this is a topic I've been wanting to do for a while because I know that a lot of people struggle in this area. We all know that vegetables are good for us, right? They've got loads of fiber, both soluble and insoluble fiber, both of which are important. They're packed with vitamins and minerals and antioxidants and phytochemicals. And I think vegetables are the one food group that everybody can agree that we, you should get a lot of. The food group as a whole hasn't been demonized yet, thankfully. But a lot of us find that we struggle to get the recommended five to 10 servings a day. And I think that there are several reasons for this. And I, I'd like to explore those reasons first. And then I have three tips to help you get more produce into your diet. If you find that you're not getting a, as much produce in your diet as you'd like, I think pinpointing some of the reasons why is a really good first step to then finding solutions and ways that you can kind of eliminate some of those barriers. I had a friend tell me recently, she said, Jenna, I just really want to want to eat the salad. I just cannot seem to get there. She could force herself to eat the salad, but she never wanted to eat it. So here are some common reasons that I see that people have an aversion to vegetables or they just aren't getting enough in their diet. One common reason is that they just got burnt out from vegetables, often through dieting. Maybe you've been on a food plan that where vegetables were the bulk of your diet and you just, just got burnt out. You got so sick of eating so many vegetables. Or maybe you were strongly encouraged to eat just a few certain types of vegetables and you really got burnt out on those ones. As a child, maybe you were forced to clean your plate and you could have a mental aversion to them because of that. You felt like eating your vegetables was a battle with your parents every night. And now that you're an adult and nobody's forcing you to eat them, then you just want to stay far away from them because of those bad memories. It could be that you're just not in the habit of buying them. Maybe you didn't grow up eating a lot of vegetables. Maybe you didn't really acquire a taste for them. You don't know how to cook them. You don't know how to use them in your meals. Maybe you do buy them, but they just sit in the crisper drawer for weeks until they turn all slimy and you throw them away because you're just not sure what to do with them. Or kind of going back to the, the dieting thing, maybe you were encouraged to eat a lot of vegetables on your diet, but you were told not to eat them with any salt or dressings or butter or oil or anything that could enhance the flavor and make those vegetables more desirable. Maybe you just ate them raw or in other ways that just weren't very appetizing. Another reason that a lot of people struggle to eat vegetables is if you're eating a lot of sugar, a lot of sweet foods, a lot of processed foods, then your taste buds get used to that. They get used to sweeter foods. So anything with a bitter note, like many vegetables have, they're going to taste even more bitter to you because your taste buds have kind of been trained to prefer the sweet. So those are a few common reasons that I see that people aren't getting a lot of vegetables. So what do we do? How do we get more of these wonderful foods into our diets? Well, like I said, I have three different ways I want to talk about. The first one is make them taste delicious. Like I mentioned earlier, diet culture often demonizes foods that are high in fat. Foods like 
dressings and butter and sauces and cheese. And these are all foods that can help make vegetables taste delicious. I remember the days when I would eat plain salads with no dressing because <laughs> I was worried about the calories in that dressing. Or I would maybe take my fork and dip a little bit of dressing on the fork and then get a big bite of salad and just have a tiny bit of a taste of that dressing with it. And let me tell you, <laughs> ever since I started adding dressing to my salads, life has gotten so much better and I love eating salads. They're delicious when they have a delicious dressing on them. And if you have a hard time getting over this one, if you are worried about the fat in that dressing, hopefully it's been long enough since the low-fat craze and, and people are realizing that dietary fat is actually very healthy for us. But if you're still struggling, just take note that a lot of the vitamins that are found in vegetables are what we call fat-soluble vitamins, which means they need fat to be absorbed into your body. And so having some salad dressing with fat in it is actually going to help you absorb those vitamins a lot more readily than if you just ate that salad plain. So if that helps you, give yourself permission to put that dressing on your salad, then you can remember that. Butter's the same thing. If you've got some nice warmed vegetables, put some butter and some salt on them. Cheese tastes delicious on warmed broccoli and cauliflower. My mother-in-law makes a dip out of mayonnaise. What does it have? Mayonnaise, mustard, some onion powder, I think. I don't know the exact recipe, but my husband loves dipping cooked cauliflower in that dip. So just find different things to add to your vegetables that make them taste delicious to you. Another way to make vegetables taste really good is to brown them, to get some sort of browning on them. That helps bring out the sweetness and kind of mask the bitterness of a lot of vegetables. And this is what we call the Maillard reaction when you brown something. So particularly if you're cooking with fresh vegetables, browning them over the stove or in the oven can be a really great way to help them taste a little sweeter. All right, my second tip for getting more produce in your diet is to try and get a variety. A lot of us get in ruts. We eat the same types of veggies over and over, and we can start getting tired of them. In my course, Health Through Habits, I have some handouts with all the different vegetables that are usually commonly found in grocery stores. And I went and looked at the handout and counted 63 different types of vegetables listed. And I have another one for fruits, and there were 53 types of common fruits. So just think back over the last week, how many different types of vegetables have you eaten? Chances are there is a whole other world of vegetables out there, ones that maybe you haven't even tried or that you've forgotten about. I remember a little while back, I invited my dad over for dinner, and he brought over some fresh beets from his garden. And I cooked them up, and they were so delicious, I had forgotten how much I loved beets. I just hadn't bought them. I just wasn't in the habit of buying beets. And my kids all loved them and I loved them. So I started buying beets again and we plant them every year in our garden as well. So next time you're at the grocery store, just walk around, walk around the produce section, look at some of the different vegetables that maybe you've never tried. Maybe it's been a while since you've had them. Branch out, make a commitment to buy one or two new types of vegetables this week and 
experiment with different ways of cooking them. Adding a larger variety is just going to naturally help us eat more vegetables because we're not going to get so tired of eating the same ones over and over. Now, on that same note, there's also nothing wrong with eating the same vegetables. If you have some that you really love and you eat them often, you might not be getting the benefits of having a a wide variety of different vitamins and minerals and phytochemicals, but you're still getting the benefits of eating vegetables with the fiber and and the the great things that are in, in those ones that you do eat. So if there really are only five types of vegetables that you like and that you will eat, then that's certainly better than nothing. Keep eating those. But again, I, I encourage you to try and expand your horizons. Just experiment a little bit. Try a few new ones. You might be surprised. All right. And then my third tip for the day is to make it easy. Make it as easy as possible to get your vegetables in. Buy frozen vegetables. We used to think that fresh vegetables were superior to frozen or canned, but we've since learned that oftentimes frozen and canned vegetables can be even more nutritious than fresh because they don't have to be picked so early and transported. They can be picked when they're riper and frozen right away. And freezing them helps retain their nutrients rather than having them sit on a grocery store shelf for weeks before they're bought. So don't be afraid to buy frozen veggies. It makes it super easy. Just pour them in a bowl, pop them in the microwave, throw some butter and salt on them, and you are done. Canned vegetables can also be really convenient. I usually don't use a whole lot of canned vegetables, mainly because I don't like the taste as much. And oftentimes they're loaded with salt or other additives. But if you love canned vegetables, go for it. I definitely believe the pros outweigh the cons there. Another thing that I've been using more and more lately that I just absolutely love, I don't know how I lived without these, are the salad kits that you can get at grocery stores in the produce section. Just the bagged salads, they usually come with a dressing and then some sort of topping, some nuts or some bacon bits or something to that effect. And you just mix it all together and you're done. Takes two minutes. My kids can do it. My husband can do it. It's super easy. And there's lots of different types and flavors. They're just wonderful. They are a little bit pricier than buying all the individual ingredients and making your own salad, but the time saved and the energy and effort of having to chop all the vegetables and make sure I have all the ingredients is has just been worth it for me. So I know Costco has some really good bag salads as well, but really any grocery store you go to is likely going to have them. Now, the one bagged salad that I do not buy is Caesar salads. And my family loves Caesar salads. We eat them a lot, but that is just such an easy salad to make. I just always have on hand some croutons in my pantry, some Caesar dressing in my fridge, and a head of romaine that I use for other things as well. But when we want a Caesar salad, you just chop up the lettuce, throw in the croutons, dressing, and then if I have some cheese, Parmesan cheese, we'll throw that in as well. So that's a really easy one to make. You can buy the kits as well if you want, but that one is a lot cheaper to just buy the ingredients and they're easy to have on hand at all times. Another way to make it easy is to cook big big batches when you're cooking vegetables. Don't just make enough for dinner that night. Make two or three times that and so you have leftovers for your lunches or for dinner the next day. You can roast a big sheet pan of vegetables and save some for later or make sure you microwave extra so they're just easy to have for lunch the next day. 
One thing I love doing for lunch is I try to always have some sort of a grain, some brown rice or some pasta, something to that effect in my fridge. And I always try to have some leftover vegetables. And I generally have some leftover chicken or some some sort of meat as well from a previous dinner. And then I love just making different bowls with them. So for lunch, we'll, I'll just throw in a grain, throw in a meat, a protein, and then whatever different vegetables and dressings I can find. Just experiment with different flavors. It's fun and easy way to use leftovers, but also get variety and get lots of produce into my lunches as well. So those are my three tips for you today of how to get more vegetables into your diet. Once again, that was make them taste delicious, get a variety, expand your horizons, and make it easy. Find ways to simplify cooking them, buying them, prepping them, all of that. So hopefully you'll pick one or two of those ways to try out this week and see if you can get just a few more servings of vegetables into your diet. I have lots more information on this topic and tons more ideas for eating more produce in my course, Health Through Habits. I also give you a handout on my very favorite, fast, easy, delicious way to cook vegetables that gets that browning from the Maillard reaction and has your vegetables turning out delicious every time. So as always, you're welcome to check out healththroughhabits.com to look into that program, see if that's something you'd be interested in and You will have access to the module that includes those great handouts and lessons on the topic and lots, lots more. So check that out if you are interested. All right. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that this podcast was helpful and wish you all the best on your health journey. Remember that even though vegetables are an important part of our diet, they are not the only important part of our diet Please make sure that you're getting a variety of all the different food groups, all the different types of foods, and know that you would be just as worthy if you never ate another vegetable for the rest of your life as you would if you ate 10 servings a day. This is not an indication of your worth as a human being, but I do suspect that getting a lot of produce in your diet is going to help you feel better, have more energy, and be more regular. All right, friend, thanks so much for listening. I'll see you again next week. Bye-bye. Hey, friend, I want to personally invite you to join me and the other amazing women in my brand new private Facebook group. It's an awesome community where you can give and get encouragement as you ditch diet culture and work towards improving your health. Click on the link in the show notes to join or go to facebook.com slash groups slash finding true health. I hope to see you there.